Warning! This podcast is different from other podcasts. These episodes contain dangerous choices, perilous tangents, and unwavering silliness. The choices made on this podcast may lead to success or disaster. But remember, you are responsible because you choose to listen. Good luck. Podcast where three grown-ups try and beat a children's game. I'm Ian. I'm Chris. I'm Mark. And today we are reading Choose Your Own Adventure number 50, Big 5-0, uh, Return to the Cave of Time by Edward Packard, one of the founding fathers of the uh, of the art form. Happy 50th episode, everybody. I can't believe we made it this far. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like it was just a few months ago that we started this crazy thing. And now look at us. Lost all our legs in the wars. Yeah, covered in covered in sores, just covered in sores and boils. I'm my own dad. Yeah. Don't fuck with time travel, kids. Don't do it. Uh, and speaking of works of art, we got to talk about this cover. It's very good. It's featuring a saber toothed tiger mm-hmm. that is just a tiger with saber tooth pasted on it. I, I like I, I like that this book could also be sort of a uh, psychological test, sort of like a personality test for like, what did you notice first? And I think for me, uh, the, the giant tiger with the saber teeth is is impressive, but I am wrapped up in the whimsy of the central character using a <laughs> boat wheel attached to nothing to steer <laughs> nothing anywhere. It's just a man holding a wheel. He's he's a guy who's carrying a wheel through some wind. That's all that's going on. His name is Jonah. He's carrying the wheel. Is that what <laughs> it is? There we go. Thank you. This 50th anniversary special where we circle back to the original joke. The Weezer. The Weezer joke. End of podcast. Yep. That's it. We did it. We've eaten. See you next week. We've our own tail. Uh, I've come around on it and I like Pinkerton better. All right. <laughs> no, we can't all be right, I guess. <laughs> to me, it looks like... The illustrator really likes drawing tigers and really doesn't want to be bothered to draw people because his face has about five lines on it. And he's like, good enough. I'm moving on to these fucking mm-hmm. waterfalls. Like, do you think he drew the tiger first or did he save that for himself as like a little treat after he finished the rest of it? I think he knew he was going to put a tiger there. He just didn't know how much space he would have left. Mm. He's like, I got to cram all the rest of this shit in the, in the, in the bottom third. I'm going to fill this tiger up. Uh, but if we do, before we jump in, if we really, if we want a really good goof, if we want to really sort of let our mindscapes wander, mm-hmm. turn turn to the very, very last page of this scan. Um, now that you've experienced the excitement of starring in a book, why not try the fun of writing one? <gasps> Become a published writer, win $5,000. If you are 18 years old or under, you're invited to enter Bantam Books Choose Your Own Adventure Writing Contest. So, shit. So... We passed that a little while ago. Well, by 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 now being in our thirties, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh man, does this? I wonder if this contest is still happening. And then I realized I am a full adult. Yeah, and in fact, the entries were not accepted. I think until after before all of us weren't born. That's a hard. Yeah, it's uh, November first, nineteen eighty-five, and March thirty-first, nineteen eighty-six. So yeah. we did. 
miss the entry a little bit. I would not have been born. Well, I have a better solution. Mm. Find the cave of time. Oh, duh. This duh. whole thing is like, it's like a story within Fucking a story. Duh. This Fuck. podcast is actually the story about how Ian, Chris, and Mark found the cave of time. It just hasn't ended yet. Yeah. Yeah. This, this podcast is from the past. Oh, shit. Like most recorded materials, come to think of it. Warning, do not read this book straight through from beginning to end. These pages contain many different adventures you may have while traveling through the Cave of Time. Capital C, capital T. That's very important for our listeners to know. <laughs> Remember, the Cave of Time can lead to the past or the future, or to worlds beyond our own. It's really a cave of time and space then, right? It's really the cave of, we only had like 12 portions of a book and yeah. so we just threw them all in one book and, and made it like a compilation yeah. episode. Uh, what's the device we can use to, to sort of trek all of the bizarre stuff in Edward Packard's mind? We'll, we'll call it a cave of time. It's a clips episode. Jesus Christ, Ed, what the hell is this? It's, ah. uh, what is this, five different books? Yeah, I, I just kind of got distracted halfway through. And they're all written on chicken skin, stapled together? <laughs> it's a book. I stapled a book. It's a book. What do you mean? Quit looking at me like that. Flesh sheets. What is, am I crazy? <laughs> Listen, you crazy? You, you are going to have to wash your hands at some point today anyways. What, were you just going to go the whole day without washing your hands? Not, now, you have to, now I made you wash your hands. You're welcome. Uh, I, I, you got chicken pox. You can't get it. You can't get salmonella again. You know, duh. You're fine. Wait, does uh, Edward Packard think that salmonella and chicken pox are related, or does Chris think that salmonella and chicken pox? <laughs> no, it's are Edward related? Packard. I okay, good, 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 good. I know from personal experience. You know from personal experience. You know from personal experience that Edward Packard thinks that salmonella and chicken pox are related because I'm trying to stack all these ter- like all these sentences. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, we're, we're working our way through the inception stack here. Okay. Uh, I know yeah, from no. personal experience that Edward Packard and chicken pox are related, but I just don't know what the link is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we busted into Chris's apartment and it's like pictures of Edward Packard and like <laughs> pictures of the, the, the sort of chicken pox and like people with chicken pox and an actual chicken and it's all on a, on a cork board and it's tied together with red yarn. The, with the red string, that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't solve a mystery without red string. It's a fact. You can't. You can't. Mm-hmm. You can't fully even understand that it is a mystery until you've broken out the red string. Wait. Then why did you break out the red string if you didn't know it was a mystery? Do you just red string everything in your life until it starts to yeah, look like? Yeah, well, it either does or it doesn't, you know? Uh, f- fair enough. I put some red string on it. I take a step back. I look at it. I say, does it look like a mystery? I'm like, no, it looks like I put red string on my refrigerator. And then I take it off. Look, I'm not a boy genius psychic investigator like some of our protagonists. So these things aren't obvious to me. That's true. It might be that I'm putting myself too deep into the fiction. Your heart races as you make your way through Snake Canyon, looking for the entrance to the cave of time. You were led here by Snake Patrick, the callback. <laughs> uh, though it's a sunny summer day, you're wearing a warm sweater under your all-weather parka, as well as wool socks and pants. You don't know where you'll turn up once you've entered the cave, but you want to be ready for anything. And to look like an idiot. Except hot weather. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, under his breath, Snake Patrick is always humming uh, the song 500 Miles by the Redeemers. <laughs> Finally, you reach the familiar grove of pine trees, but your hopes fade as you realize that landslides have covered the cave's main entrance. What a good song. I know. I was just thinking that. <laughs> 500 Miles by the Redeemers or, or Landslide by uh, the... Ian, get with the fucking program. It's landslide, obviously. Well, nobody's humming. Start, somebody start humming. I'll pick it up if we hum. Uh, determined not to give up, you search the floor of the canyon. my reflection. So good. 
this will be the copyright uh, violation that gets us shut down. Yeah, God. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> they were so mean to each other, and they all were in love at one point. They'll destroy us. Oh, yeah. They, they, uh, they, they ruined a whole band because of copyrights. Crawling on hands and knees, you enter a tunnel that, judging by its direction, should lead to the main chamber. The tunnel seems endless and keeps curving to one side, as if it might be going around in a circle. <laughs> Sounds a lot like a circle. Oh, uh-oh, you find yourself back outside. This wasn't a cave at all. <laughs> uh, after a half hour of crawling, you feel a tightening of the muscles in your throat, the beginning of panic. There's not enough room to turn around. You're not even sure you can back out. It won't matter if you do, you're just going through a circle. Yeah. Painfully, you crawl on, around a bend to the right, and then one to the left. Somewhere up ahead, a voice is chanting. Or is it many voices singing in unison? Oof. It's an eerie tune with only three or four notes. I would walk 500 <laughs> miles. And I would walk, walk 500, 500 more. It's impossible to sing over Skype calls. It, it, there is like that <laughs> tiny lag, yeah. Yeah, it just gets yep. slower and slower. <laughs> uh, a moment later, you reach a dimly lighted chamber. A thin, ghost-like figure abruptly stops singing and looks at you intently. You can hardly find words, but as if to answer your question before you ask it, this strange man, if he is a man, oh! says, You have found the oracle of time. The end. Yep, we made it. You we did, did it. it. We solved the mystery of the, the missing granddad. He found his way into a cave. <laughs> he calls himself the oracle of time. He needs help. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, he needs clean. He needs clean water. He's been drinking his own piss for a week. Like he's not doing well. I brought your pills. You have found the oracle of piss. <laughs> uh, you found the ocarina of time. <laughs> you found the ocarina of piss. <laughs> <laughs> Be -dee -dee. Just don't inhale while you're playing it. <laughs> <laughs> I played Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, and then Breath of the Wild. So I'm not not I'm not uh, Zelda faithful, but I played a couple of those games. Yeah, Ian, what Zelda game did you play? Um, I played I played like I played just the opening. Like I played I didn't get out of the Kokiri Forest in Oracle uh, in a in a Ocarina of Time. Uh huh. Uh, but I did get off the Great Plateau in Breath of the Wild, and then I kind of lost the plot. I was like, I can go anywhere I want. No, I can't. There's like fucking laser towers. Don't tell me it's an open world. <laughs> Look, I mean, you could solve the lasers. Not not with my dumb shit. I got a I, my sword is a bone arm, and it oh it keeps breaking. I gotta pick up more swords. You gotta coat your sword in milk. Get make it have strong bones. Mm -hmm. I did start cooking, uh, and that was a fun thing to cook. To cook stuff was a lot of fun. Talk about in Zelda or in real life? Yeah, no, well, both, but Zelda most recently. I've been co cooking IRL for a minute, but you can cook stuff. I think that's my favorite part of Zelda is like. Uh putting all this stuff into the pot and then it's done cooking in like 10 seconds yeah not even. You, you really hope that it makes the good music instead of the shit music yeah because that's how you can tell it feels so good when you're like we're just yeah. like oh man i'm gonna put like a bunch of sage and like two pineapples and an old uh -huh. fish in this pot and see what happens and it's like you did it it's delicious yeah and anytime you try to put a wing of anything in there it's like nah this is gross well, yeah, what were you thinking? What, yeah. what did you think was going to happen? So and the answer is, I thought it would be hot wings, Zelda. Do you yeah. guys not have those? Yeah, because you're missing an opportunity. There's a lot of bats in this world. We could make a lot of delicious hot wings. Yeah, they're pretty skinny wings, right? Bat wing hall. Should we read this book? Yeah, I guess. So, uh, Chris, can you take us back to the Oracle of Piss? Yeah, okay. 
That's really where we peaked. Yeah. <laughs> As you look more carefully at the oracle, you can't help but smile. His expression is kindly and wise, but there's also a playful, impish look in his eyes. You realize he may be able to tell you some things you've wondered about. What, uh, is time? You ask. <laughs> That's the thing we've been wondering about. <laughs> what is time? Fuck, we don't have any age-appropriate friends. My dad's always saying that I waste my time, and I just want to, like, be able to tell him exactly what it is, so I can say that, like, I'm not wasting it. I think it's cool, like, you're an oracle and everything. I just gotta get, like, let's just back up real quick, make make sure we're on the same page. Uh, you said ti- time? Is that, do I have that right? Time? With a H and a Y, or, or just an I? Because could be an oracle of a herb. You weren't clear. Time is a spice. Sort of, I don't know, it's a... The spice time continuum. <laughs> oh my god, that's, that's the joke. That's the joke for this week. The oracle is silent for a moment, but then answers in a firm voice. Time is what keeps everything from happening at once. What? Nice. That's pretty good. Uh, when did time start, you ask? And oh. when will it end? How are you just stacking questions? You gotta really clarify what he just said. I know, right? He, Where is space? And someone to be like, oh, you have three wishes. I wish for uh, like 200 pounds of gold and a dog. And that's one wish. <laughs> uh, would you like to see? You gulp in amazement. Uh, sure. What then? The beginning or the end? This is the key choice, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, there, there's, a, there's a pretty good restaurant on page 17. Hey. Hey. And Jack Black is on page 11. Oh, uh, yeah. Jack Black and uh, the, the Michael uh, Sarah. Res- Michael Sarah. That's his name. Yeah. Yeah. That was a movie that happened, huh? It was. Uh, yeah. I guess at a time and see if there's a Douglas Adams reference or beginning of <laughs> time. There won't be. There, there won't be. There won't be. I'm trying to figure out, have we had more future books or more past books? We keep going magic. When is magic? Or or space. There's a lot of space also. (laughs) Yeah. I think we've seen a lot of future stuff. End of time is going to be space, right? Mm. Or at least robots. So let's do past. Let's do past. All right. Let's go to to the past. Let's go to the past. I mean, this, uh, we basically trade nostalgia on this podcast. We should have, we should have known. Yeah. It's all about the past. Fuck you, time is a flat circle, and it takes you to the end. Yeah. I'd like you to see the beginning. Blah, blah. <laughs> I didn't even do the voice. Wow, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's okay, that was our, that was our patented uh, first draft. You know how we always do these podcasts twice? Mm-hmm. So, right. we can get, so we can get all the jokes tight? Here it is. We do, we, do the, we do the whole episode once. We mm-hmm. write down everything we said. Script memorize those scripts mm-hmm. for like a, a week, and then come back and deliver... Exactly the same words with all the yeah. same goofs and bits that we're going to cut anyways. It's exhausting. <laughs> There's a notes phase, but it happens after we've recorded that master track. And then we right. go through and talk about our edits. Yeah. Actually kind of true. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see the beginning, you say. And instantly you find yourself floating. God damn it. Weightless yes. and totally black space. Fuck, they got us. We got, we got punked. We played ourselves. Hang on, guys. We're at the beginning of time space, though, meaning like there's nothing, nothing, right? So, and then there's going to be something. So I don't think it's going to be... You think we're going to get big banged? We're going to get big banged. From the void, someone tickles you from behind. It's Flipto, your dear friend. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to get big banged. 
It's Luke Skywalker. We're in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> it's in a time long, long ago. There are no stars or suns or moons or wisps of light. Not a breath of air, no sound, no smell or taste. No up or down or sideways, no motion, no feeling, nothing but silence. No way, no how. Yeah, uh, silence, nothingness, and sort of just like an angry looking uh, uh, white dude with a beard <laughs> staring at some other deity. Like Then suddenly there's a point of light so brilliant, this is all in italics, uh, it feels like pins, piss driven into your eyeballs. As you move your hands to cover your eyes, you scream, but no sound comes. Oh, damn. Yeah, this is some uh, fucking, hang on, H.R. Giger stuff. There you go. <laughs> uh, at the same moment, darkness returns. Then, very slowly, your eyes begin to adjust to the dim light of your surroundings, and you realize you are once again in the chamber of the Oracle. That was a waste. Well, we should have gone to the future. That was boring as fuck. What a trap choice. Well, it's not the future, though, guys. It's the end of time. We're going to the well, end of time. We're actually going to page six, though. This is a new, different thing. Well, if we were going, if we listen, if we went to the end of time, we'd also go to page six. You're shaken by your experience. Not Chris, eager to hold try on, real something. quick. Hang on, real quick. Yeah, Chris. Hey, Chris, do you have a? Is there something in your mouth, Chris? Chris, you got Chris, you got a food. Go, you got some foods. Cause you're reading this book. You got some Dominoes, Chris. He's got that Dominoes. You're reading this whole book, Chris. I know. You got greasy cheese mouth? Are you doing greasy cheese mouth with the podcast? Well, like our, it's not like our listeners can smell my breath. Uh, they kind of, when you, all right, there is a pattern of speech <laughs> of someone eating pizza that evokes a specific smell. <laughs> mm -hmm. I also feel like I can't touch my keyboard because my hands are greasy now because, of, because I know you're eating pizza. Everyone who's listening to this while they're driving just took their hands off the wheel <laughs> for the same reason. Yeah. There are to, accidents. To wipe it on their Four shirt. people died. There is a cost to your transgressions. Yeah. <laughs> you are shaken by your experience, not uh -huh. eager to try something like that again. <laughs> but you're more curious than ever about time. Tell me, you asked the oracle, did anything happen before time began? And could anything happen uh -huh. after time ends? Will you please just say, can I go to like a 2050 space party and hang out or yeah. something interesting? Or, right? like, or like a pirate. I'm going to go be pirates in the... 1800s. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. want to be, uh, I want to attend a ball in Victorian England. Like, whatever your jam is, why is it philosophical inquiry? Do we know what this guy's name is? Do, do we understand why there's an old man in a cave? Like, I got more questions than these esoteric, like, bizarro, like, what is time even? I want to be like, yeah. what are you doing in this hole? <laughs> My name is Jeff. I'm the time guy. That's boom, done. What, what do you eat? My friend, my friend Chris has a lot of pizza. Did you need some pizza? My <laughs> yeah. friend Chris has pizza for you. You can eat it while he reads this fucking book. It would be great. <laughs> it would be great. What was that? I should take another bite? Is that what, uh, what you guys are saying? Yeah. Poke that cheese bear. Poke that cheese bear. We're going to get the cheese bear. <laughs> cheese bear with the flesh sheets. God. <laughs> Uh, the worst Chuck E. Cheese character ever. He, play, he just plays rhythm guitar for the Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm Cheese Bear. Don't look at my flesh sheets. <laughs> I'm Cheese Bear. Is it grease that's following behind me, or just blood? <laughs> I'm Cheese Bear. I play the shit drums. <laughs> shit drums. Chris. <laughs> I'm Cheese Bear. Your God is dead, and no one can save you. <laughs> I'm Cheese Bear. You're Cheese Bear. Fighter of the night, man. <laughs> <laughs> cheese Bear. Uh. 
Oh, you guys. <laughs> Chris, are you done with your pizza? We're trying to vamp. Oh, yeah, we can, we can, oh, no, 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 that, that being done with the pizza is not an option. Pepperoni bear! Pepperoni uh, <laughs> pepperoni. Uh, nothing, can, nothing can happen unless time is passing, the Oracle answers, but things could happen in another time frame outside our time. Then another time would be passing. Where's the I, part of the book where we aren't talking to this guy? Right. Yeah. D, how long does DMT last? Like 15 minutes? We're... <laughs> We can't be in it, this for for the whole it book. Feels like an eternity, though. Sure, yeah. like Inception. You think for a moment, then ask, "Could I ever visit another time frame where another time is passing?" He slaps you. <laughs> no, never. Fuck off. Yeah, you came here to ask me that drivel. Go back to Times College, asshole. The cave of time has passageways that lead to such places. Places where you perceive others as they will be in their future, while they perceive you as you were in your past. By now, your head is spinning. You're in the middle of the DMT trip, and it's rough. (laughs) Uh, I think right now I'd rather just stay in our own time frame, you say. No, anything but that. Yeah, this is the... In a cave with an old man? We're in the darkest timeline. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Roll that dice. Very well, says the oracle with a smile. Which shall it be? The future or the past? All right, I think now our instinct to go to the past will be rewarded with some sort of fun thing instead of just like the Big Bang. Yeah, let's just keep going. Let's stick with the past. I want to specifically request to go to the past, like right at the moment where this guy was born and then snuff him out and time paradox our way out of talking to him ever again. Yeah. Yeah. Or having ever talked to him to begin with. Oh, no, Mark, but if you fuck with this guy too hard, you become him like in the Santa Claus. Oh, no. I mean, guaranteed this guy is us, right? Yeah. That, yeah. This is just us uh, from the past future. Yeah. That's true. Because both of the participants in this conversation are intolerable. It would explain a lot if they were the same person. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we, we speak in the exact same stupid fucking way. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so past... Yeah, past. Past. Right. You are in a cave close to the entrance. Looking yep, out. Still. Yeah. <laughs> you can see that you are on a mountainside. Okay. You have the feeling that you may be living thousands of years in the past, perhaps even before the appearance of human life. Pretty good goof, time wizard. He's there's no time wizard either. Yeah. Whoops. You can't get back. Suddenly, you sense a presence nearby. You whirl around, and your eyes meet other eyes. They belong to a boy who looks older than you, even though he is several inches shorter. Wow. Huh. So you've been wrong already. You've been here for (laughs) ten seconds, and you're already dead wrong about human habitation. Also, he's a girl. Fuck you. (laughs) And it's Uh, he's actually got eight eyes, and he's much shorter than you, because he's a big spider. He's short for a boy, but (laughs) very tall for a spider. But still two legs. Eight eyes, Uh, two legs. He's a two-legged spider with no mm-hmm. hair on his body, only two eyes, and a human mouth, and face, and arms, and fingers. Now, he's covered in some sort of a pelt, and you don't know that he's not hiding more eyes and legs under that pelt. You guys, a pelt is just a flesh sheet. It's true. That's, that's literally true. That's very true. We've come go full circle eyes. for, like, the eighth time. Yeah. <laughs> is it really full circle if you've never left the point? Yeah. We're spinning, we're spinning so hard, somebody's going to barf in the book. Uh, his wavy brown hair is shoulder length. He is naked except for cruelly fashioned shorts made of animal skins. Mm-hmm. Flesh shorts. Flesh shorts. Florts. 
Flesh shorts. Uh, he is solidly built and strikingly muscular. You have some feelings. Yeah. His bushy <laughs> eyebrows are set on bony ridges above his eyes, giving him a brutish look. Yet there's something sweet and friendly in his expression. The wind whips through his hair. The sun yeah. is setting right behind him. His jaw is like a plateau. <laughs> you, ca- you catch the, the scent of his musk strong and, and, and alluring. Cheesy. He reaches down and seizes you from the small of your back and pulls you in close. You can smell his musk on his manly, wherever musk comes from. Is it the dick? (laughs) (laughs) You guys, I just realized I don't know where the musk comes from. I'm not sure if it's the dick. Hang on. Wait a minute. I mean, I think musk, it's typically like a genital smell for animals, right? Uh, Your your pits are also musk producers, though. Well, hold Mm. on. I'll find out. Give me a second. Odors. Gland. Oh, it's got it. Okay, the deer gland. Well, hang on. Okay. That's deer smell. That's where those come from. Yeah. Okay, so like where's person musk come from? Oh, shit. It says flesh sheets. Yeah, flesh sheets stapled to your eyes are generators of... (laughs) This joke's going nowhere. I thought it would have a succinct answer, but it turns (laughs) out... gland, Gland? Gland is the short answer. That's okay. We gave Chris plenty of time to stuff his mouth with more pizza. Yeah. Your boy got another slice in. Hello. You got a whole uh, slice? Yeah. You're Stand it right jam. in there. What, what is it when bloat? You're going to get bloat. Your stomach's going to turn upside down and Blair's not going to be able to take you to the vet or anything. You're just going to die. Well, uh, you guys are going to go to the hot dog eating contest tomorrow, so I just got to practice <laughs> slamming that food in as quick as possible. I'm coming for you, Joey Chestnut. Yeah. Uh, hello, you say. York, the boy replies. <laughs> Based on that noise, he's not a spider. Yeah, he's a a seal. Yeah, guaranteed that is a seal. Yeah, you've made the mistake that so many sailors before you have. <laughs> the siren. Uh, at the moment, you hear a deep throated growl. In the dim light near the back of the cave, you can make out an animal of monstrous proportions, a gigantic cave bear larger than any bear alive in your own time. Uh-oh, you guys. There's a bear now. You make a flying statue out of it. <laughs> the, the statue comes into your hands. Chris. <laughs> uh, I wish you brought your poncho back in time, because this bear... <laughs> Is looking excitable. Terrified, you stand watching the bear edges, comma, closer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you guys, it's pizza bear. Nobody move. Nobody, nobody move. The bear edges closer, closer, closer. Uh, the boy touches you. God damn it. What's with every, this page? Everybody in this scene is jerking off. <laughs> everybody in the scene is jerking off. A weird boy and a bear, and they're all just kind of like, yeah. like shiftingly eye contacting, but taking care of business the whole time. Well, what did you get up to today, son? I went back into time, and then a bear jerked off, and then the caveman jerked off, and then I just figured like maybe I should jerk off because you know everyone's jerking off. <laughs> yeah, when in Rome, Rome. <laughs> uh, ancient Rome, maybe put you in like a summer camp or something. <laughs> Well, so at least that's a constructed environment where, like, you, you could be sort of like, you're closer to a hospital. He's, I think he's just getting weird by himself all day, Martha. It's, it's, he's weird. He's a weird kid. Well, Is getting weird what they used to call it? I haven't heard that. Getting weird, yeah. Getting weird. 
You watch him with amazement as he pulls himself up by his arms alone. A moment later, he slips into a cleft in the rock, safely out of reach of the bear. Leaving you to die. What a dick. The bear follows the boy with his eyes, then turns towards you and lets out a roar that shakes you to your bones. You get the feeling that this is his cave, and you'd better do something fast. Hmm. If you try to convince him that it's your cave with a property deed, turn to page 72. (laughs) You give him four glass beads. If you foreclose on his cave. Yeah, what do we have to trade for this cave? Can we barter? We've got our coat. We've got wool socks, wool pants. We definitely should have brought the bare necessities. Yeah. (laughs) Those simple bare necessities. Those fucking bare necessities. Like a like a like a fifty caliber revolver, like bear mace. Just break our hand, uh, shooting that thing. Yeah. Does anyone ever say bear niceties? Is that is that the counterpart to bear necessities? No, I think a necessity is something that a bear needs, and a nicety is something that a bear like would enjoy. A marshmallow is a bear nicety. It's a kind gesture. Yeah. Right? What a bear wants. What a bear needs. <laughs> Whatever makes bears happy sets them free. And I'm thanking you for giving me meat. Yeah, bears love meat. Bears they love like meat. meat, right? I mean, <laughs> they, love, they love meat. 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 <laughs> uh, <laughs> what, are, what are we doing? I think we found the uh, after credits interlude. <laughs> Uh, so are we gonna climb up this wall or are we gonna run out of the cave oh my god Can't, do we even know our decks like we don't know any of our stats I'm worried if we try to climb we'll fall that's my argument I, 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 but if we try to run we're not gonna outrun a bear yeah we're right. not gonna outrun a bear I think the boy will help us up I think that's what will happen so okay. let's turn to page 50 and, and trust him to help us put, put, our, put our faith in, in Yark Yark Suddenly, your wrist is seized in a vice-like grip, and you feel yourself rising, being hauled onto a ledge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Aching and sore, you look into the smiling eyes of your... Of another bear! <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> then back at the paws of the bear, raking the lip of the ledge, trying to get you. Oh! Says Yark. Guys, I'm beginning to suspect that Yark doesn't speak English all that well. Hmm. Yeah. He just has different words for stuff. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, he's got different words for stuff. Suddenly, you're waking as if from a dream. Once again, you're inside the entrance of a cave, and something, maybe the smell of the air or the temperature or the faint sound of an airplane above, tells you you're back in your own time. Jeez. Could it be that you were just dreaming of a dreamboat caveman? Ah, <laughs> loga! <laughs> says a voice you've heard before. As your heart soars. It's Yark, walking towards you from the depths of the cave, a big smile on his broad face. You watch with amusement mm-hmm. as Yark gasps at the sight of a trailer truck going by. Yark grins at you. Snoork! The end. Ugh. Yark impales you on his spear. <laughs> In his fear, Yark, the, Yark can't tell friend from foe, and he just starts swinging. Huh. All right, so that was boring. And I didn't like it very much. Let's do the yeah. exact opposite. I think we go to the future. Okay. Future, future, or past, future? Uh, end of time, then the future. It's the future. You're lying in an open, silk-lined box. Is it a coffin? No. You're hooked up to a tube and wires, as if you were in a hospital, but you don't feel sick. It's the Matrix. Yeah, like, is this the Matrix? You feel quite well. Very well, in fact. Though you can't sit up. Something you can't see is holding you down. 
Moving your hand to your scalp, you feel tiny wires hooked into your head. Yep, it's the Matrix. Where are you? How did you get here? Are you, are you somebody's food source? What is time? Your situation is so weird that it must be far in the future. 1999. <laughs> I think that was the Matrix. Yeah, that was the Matrix. Yeah, yeah it was 99. Yeah. Uh, you seem to be in a long cylindrical room, like the cabin of an enormous airplane, and there are coffins. You can't think of a better word for them, like yours. This is kind of spooky, right? Like, this is very scary. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't like the future. The future <laughs> freaks me out. Uh, though held prisoner, you feel pleasurable sensations, as if you are eating chocolate ice cream, while smelling bread baking, while hearing great music, while seeing a beautiful sunset, while getting a good back rub. So we're dying? Yeah. Uh, or it's that thing, like uh, they're really tickling the the sort of uh, dopamine sensors. Yeah, we've we've been wireheaded. Yeah. Suddenly, the music changes key. A robotic arm inserts a p- cheap, nope, a clear plastic mask over your mouth. Why did the music change key? That's so weird. Like it's just it wasn't B flat. Now it's an E flat. <laughs> a moment later, your coffin tilts, sliding you into a tank of warm water that's moving rapidly as if it were a swiftly flowing stream. Oh my god! It's just the Matrix. It's just yeah, the Matrix. There's a lot of Matrix stuff. It dumps you out into the Nebuchadnezzar and Morpheus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, don't, I forget, like, nestles you to sleep. You're in what amounts to a swimming treadmill. So this is how people keep their muscles from wasting away, you think. Ingenious, but horrible. Everything is decided for you. You go through the motions, but you have no choices. This is oh some God. serious shit. He's been here for five minutes, so he's already pontificating. Yeah, maybe they just let you outside in a second. Yeah, maybe he's in a hospital. Maybe they're like, where the fuck did you come from? You probably need help. Get in this good juice. We got like this good health juice for you. Actually, here's a question. We don't exist in this time. Like we weren't going to live this long. So whose body do we have right now? Ooh. John Malkovich. Yeah, we're inside John Malkovich. <laughs> yeah. The, you look around and see just like a plane of John Malkovich's. Yeah, everyone, every, the borrowed bodies of the future are all John Malkovich. We cloned the perfect man. <laughs> uh, God, if only we, any one of us could do a John Malkovich impression. Uh, Malkovich, Malkovich, Malkovich. I'm ta- uh, hey, it's me, John Malkovich. I did, I'm on t- I did a TV. I'm, I'm, I'm John, 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 John Malkovich. John, John Malkovich. Jonathan Malkovich. Hey, kids, it's me, John Malkovich, there it and is. I'm here to talk to you about cocaine. Fuck, Mark, that's so good. Where did you learn? Did you go to John Malkovich school? I did. He, he was my John Malkovich acting coach. Ooh. I took the master class online. I don't think it was the same experience. Um, I learned ventriloquism. <laughs> the master class is just John Malkovich yelling at you for an hour. Why would you pay $800 for a video on the internet? Why would you pay... <laughs> there it is. There's the real John Malkovich. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah obviously mine. It it's in the back off. of the throat. You know, you really yeah. got to roll those yeah. R's if you want to get the true yeah. Malkovichian Ma- accent. Malkovich. My name is John Malkovich. Malkovich. Yeah, he doesn't have a. His mouth can't like make uh, uh, the sounds. I'm John Malkovich. Fun fact: If John Malkovich's lips ever touch, his lungs will explode from the pressure differential. <laughs> What a terrifying life. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's an actor, is because he likes talking. Yeah, he has to. Or he'll... Well, because he, he has to, yeah, because he'll die otherwise. Yeah, he'll die. Gentle robotic arms lift you back into your coffin, and life, if that's what you can call it, 
goes on as before. As you try to adjust to the reality that lies ahead, you're startled to hear a voice. You have been identified as an alien intruder. Your bioanalysis shows 87.37% probability you understand English. Hmm. A moment later, you pass out. Huh. This book is weird. Yeah, the future, like, I get caveman and, like, bear attack, but this is, like, this is weird. When you regain consciousness, you find yourself seated in a chair made of a very strange material. Wherever you move, the chair adjusts itself so that however you're sitting, it's molded to your body. What other book were we reading where we had a lot of good jokes about chairs? Evil Power Master. Yeah, the Body, body Morph Command Chair. Was that what it was yeah, called? Yeah, 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 yeah. And we talked about the goosh. You gotta have, yeah, it's a little bit of goosh. Not too much, not too little. Uh, seated nearby is a woman whose body and face seem elongated, as if she were an image in an amusement park mirror. Yet she has a beautiful face, and her soft olive eyes have a warmth and kindness that surprise you. You have turned your back on Yark immediately. <laughs> you find lust everywhere you go. My name is Celeste433, and I am your overseer. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> Hello. Uh, ooh. There's a 87% chance you were paying attention in 8th grade history and thus have a weird reaction to that word. Uh, you are on Suprema 87, Colony 143 to the 5th power, Proxima Neptune, and you are very fortunate to be here. So are there 143 to the 5th power colonies? Because if so, do the rest of them just have to spell out the entire like 25-digit number every time they want to say what it is? Because most of them don't have succinct names. How about this? Somebody got to name this colony whatever they wanted, and they thought it'd be funny to call it 143 to the fifth power. Oh, so it's a name and not a serial number. Yeah, like, I like that. The next planet is like Colony Jeff, and then this one, the, there's one on the other side that's like Colony Hot Topic, and then this one is called <laughs> Colony 143 to the fifth power. Colony McColony Face. Colony Feral. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a good one. <laughs> uh, co- hang on. Colon, colony, oh colony Firth. Yeah, Firth. That's what I was thinking it's of. It's the same joke. There's another colony, Hanks. Colonyoscopy. You start to speak, but a sharply focused light beams at your face, increases in brightness for a moment, and then fades as you decide not to say anything. You start <laughs> to speak, but you have pizza in your mouth like a motherfucker. <laughs> uh, perpetual, perpetual pleasure, Mark. Perpetual pleasure. Perpetual pizza. Perpetual pleasure. Pizza pleasure. <laughs> There's nothing for our people to do but exist in a state of perpetual pizza. Uh, you start to speak, but a sharp cheddar uh, pizza is focused into your mouth. Chris, what pizza has cheddar cheese on Cheddar on pizza, I know. It's, uh, I've done it before. It's not bad. You can get cheddar on Domino's pizzas, I think. Our monitors show that you are not completely happy in the supremely pleasurable life we have made possible for you. You must have an irrational, rebellious quality in your personality, a quality Ooh. acquired in your previous culture. This will cause difficulty. Therefore, I must ask you, will you accept your good fortune and have a life of continual plaisir? Or will your thoughts and actions become increasingly rebellious? Oh, guys. This this is is weird. This is the same choice that we were faced with in The Abominable Snowman, also by Edward Packard. No, R.A. Montgomery. This is actually, like, can you be content beyond all limits? Like, you're given infinite pleasure. Is that enough for you, motherfucker? Yeah. I think we got to get out of here, man. This is, this is a, this is a, this is a bum rap. This is prison, but nice prison. 
These guys are just claiming to give us the perfect life when really they've got, you know, some fucking light music on the background and a weird exercise machine. And you smell bread all the time. Like you're having a fucking stroke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, okay, so not to get too nihilistic here, but the mm-hmm. perfect existence would be one with absolutely no stimulus input. You're describing oblivion. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And that there's no room for error in oblivion. Everyone experiences it the same way. There's no room for anything. Yeah, I know. You don't have to worry about anything. It's pro- probably not great podcast material. <laughs> right. Uh, this week, we're not reading anything, and we're not going to talk about it either. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because you're, then someone is still perceiving the uh, podcast, yeah, so it's yeah, not yeah, technically yeah. oblivion. There, if it fact, was this week, you just take a nap. Not yeah. bad, right? That's close. I think that's, uh, uh, that's the closest we can get to oblivion is uh, a dreamless nap. Yeah. <laughs> or possibly certain NPR podcasts. Oh, boom. Fucking hey. got him. We're gunning for you. Crawlwitch wonders, how does he stay on the air? He's a respected journalist. He's a smart man, but his show is so fucking boring. Since freedom is more important to you than pleasure, I shall tell you something I should not have mentioned otherwise. Suprema 87 may soon be involved in a war between the Grand Overseers. Well, really? If everybody exists in such a perpetual pleasure state, very tall woman, how is anybody (laughs) fighting each other? Tell me that with your spindly arms. Look, just because you're constantly jizzing doesn't mean you can't also fight a war at the same time. Some people's perfect pleasure is war. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, also, like 99.99% of people love jizzing, but that 0.01% of people... Hold on. It How many turned... people love jizzing? <laughs> everybody. It's <laughs> more than everybody. half the population? No, 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 no. Everybody loves jizzing. Except for this one guy who that same part of his brain is the war part. And we tickled it real hard. He's a utility monster. Yeah. Right? That's the thing? Yeah. That's all I'm saying. And everybody loves jizzing. But that's, you know, goes without saying. (laughs) Everybody loves jizzing. Uh, (laughs) Space is a vast and hostile wilderness. There are only two destinations you can reach where you will have any hope of survival. One of them is Alpha Alpha, a colony beyond Pluto that is far more advanced than this one. In fact, it may be the most advanced in the galaxy. The other place is the planet Earth. Earth is no longer what it was. It is a scarred and ruined planet, a backward child of the galaxy, an archaeological scrap heap. But the decision is yours. I'm excited about that. I would go back to that. What should you do? You long to see Earth again, even though it may have changed for the worse. Of course, you're curious about Alpha Alpha, though what you've seen of advanced civilizations so far does not encourage you. Is Alpha Alpha the one that's going to fight them? That'd be funny, right? Just like, oh, hey, here's this guy. He's got a ton of diseases. Just insane amount of diseases. <laughs> Is Alpha Alpha the one who runs around and screams, uh... Power Rangers! Yeah, yeah. Rangers! Zordon needs your help. Rangers, Zordon has fallen asleep and I can't wake him up. Rangers, half of Zordon's face isn't moving. (laughs) Rangers! Rangers! There's no one else there in the cave while Zordon dies. Yeah. He dies alone. Alpha shuts down. Do we still have these uh, transforming powers? Do we still have the giant robots? Cool. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. We should finish this book. We should. Let's get this book done. Are we doing Alpha Alpha or are we doing Earth? I think Alpha Alpha want to see what other weird shit Edward Packard comes up with for the future. Yeah, you're right. We've already looked into the face of nihilism. 
uh, we don't need to go to a blackened, scorched earth. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I'll choose Alpha Alpha, you say. When you awaken, you find yourself already aboard the space capsule. Directly before you is a luminous cloud. Oh, fuck. It looks like a million sparkling drops of water suspended in space. As your space capsule approaches the object, you see it's not a cloud at all, but a planet dotted with thousands and thousands of lakes. Could this be what? Alpha Alpha? We mistaked a cloud and a planet? Listen, we've never been in space before. We're not experts. We just keep falling asleep and waking up in weird fucking places. I don't <laughs> think it's our fault. I don't think it's We're our fault. We're having a real tough day. Yeah, we just we know there's no snacks on this plane, and we are in trouble. Being so advanced, the creatures on Alpha Alpha should have no trouble bringing your craft in for a safe landing. But your course soon veers away. With a heavy heart, you watch it slip to one side. Uh, ahead, there's nothing but a few distant stars. You try to hold back your tears. Then you consider that the most advanced civilization must surely be based on love, not cruelty. You can't have reached it yet, but you won't give up hope. The end. Fucking weird. Weird. Weird yeah. Edward Packard bullshit again. Yep. Yeah. Surely the most advanced civilization must be based on love, not cruelty. Like, what? What does that mean? Have you even been to Apocalypse? Yeah, very advanced. Extremely advanced. Very cruel. He's also, like, ultimately, canonically, we're wrong, right? Like, Edward Packard is saying, uh-uh, in fact, the most advanced civilization is the cruelest one. Fuck off, I'm the GM. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, they're not really, uh... What, what, what are you gonna do there, right? Yeah. You wouldn't exactly be good company, you know what I'm saying? Just... For all the little points of light in an ambient cloud? Yeah. Yeah, probably not. Probably wouldn't I'll fit bet, in no, there. I'll bet, they're, I'll bet they're cool. I'll bet they're cool. You think they have good book clubs? Yeah, probably everybody is on to, uh, like, on, on the same Tender? sort of jam. Yeah, they're all on Tender. They love tenderizing. <laughs> I think this book actually has a message that I mostly agree with, which is the vast majority of time is terrible, and we are living in just, like, the most improbable golden age of human flourishing that is even possible well page 107 does have us eating mushrooms uh and then poisoning ourselves so maybe the happiest ending maybe the happiest ending <laughs> that sort of dreamless slumber yeah so the only safe decision would have been to just slowly back out of the cave of time if you find an old man in a cave turn around call the cops bing bang boom done yeah leave him whatever food you have don't interrogate him about the philosophical fine points of time. What satisfying answer are you expecting to get from an old man that you found in a cave about the nature of time? Yeah, if he had all the answers, he wouldn't be stuck in a fucking cave. That about does it for us this week here on Booze Your Own Adventure, the podcast where we turn the eye inward and look at the dark crevices of the human soul. Feel real uncomfortable about it. Don't laugh much. <laughs> no. Eventually into the show. Yeah. Uh, maybe wiser, but uh, definitely more scared. <laughs> Thanks, Edward Packard. Appreciate it, Ed Pack. I'm Ian. I'm Chris. Responsibly. <laughs> and remember, always choose Mark. <laughs> I'm okay with it.
take take my take my wires, please. 